When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online, schedule package pickups through the dashboard, and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers, with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Welcome to Everyday Motherhood, the podcast that inspires you to pause, connect, and play more every single day. The podcast that's focused on you, the mom, to help you fill up your cup and rediscover the joy and love in your everyday life. We can't parent alone, and parenting is too serious to be serious all the time. Thanks for being here. My name is Christy Thomas. I am the founder and developer of PlayForLifeMoms.com. Let's jump in. Hey everyone, welcome to Everyday Motherhood. This is episode 73 and my name is Christy Thomas. And I don't normally cut uh, the podcast episodes this close to the release time, but Today, when my daughter and I were going around town and running errands, we stopped at Starbucks and there was a sign in the drive through window about not taking reusable cups right now to help prevent the spread of coronavirus. And that instantly sparked a conversation with my 12-year-old. And I wanted to bring it here and have this mom-to-mom, parent-to-parent conversation I'm not an expert. I am a mom to three. I have a middle school education science degree, right? Like I could teach middle school science and math. But so I'm not a nurse. I'm not a medical person at all. But I wanted to talk to you about talking with our kids about this virus, the coronavirus or COVID-19 or whatever name they're calling it now. Because I think that it's really important to talk about it. If you have kids over the age of seven, they have probably heard these words on the radio, on the news, read it on a newspaper, saw a meme about it, right? Like they're unavoidable right now. For kids over seven, it's really important to talk about it. But before we talk about it, I need you to remember why you need to talk about it. We need to go back to one of my personal heroes, Mr. Rogers. He has a famous quote that says, when I was a boy and I would see scary things in the news, my mother would say to me, look for the helpers. You will always find people who are helping. Well, guess what? (laughs) 
You are the parent if you're listening to this podcast. So you are the helper. So I need you to take a deep breath, roll your shoulders back, relax your jaws. And step one to all of this before talking to our kids is managing our own stress levels. So take a deep breath. I'm serious. Okay. Whatever you feel, if this is made up or blown out of proportion, that's fine. You can keep believing that. But your job is to help your kids because they're picking up on the tension that's all around, even if it's not talked about by you. So step one is to know if your kids are old enough to handle the news, right? There's an age of reason and kids under the age of seven according to common sense media, we shouldn't really burden them with the news. They're not really ready. Okay. Just focus on what I'm going to talk about in part two of this episode is going to be the basic habits of being healthy. And you can just chalk them up so much right now. And if your kids under the age of seven ask you something about the virus or hear something, if you have older siblings in your house, then it's important to start with, what do you know about it? Tell me. I'm curious. Start with where they are. Don't assume that they know something and give them some grown-up level information. Just ask them what they've heard. Or if you hear them talking about hand-washing, Ask them what they've heard, okay? Start with where they are. I know I've said that a couple times already. Now, if your kids are over the age of seven, I want you to intentionally bring up this, okay? I want you to bring up the coronavirus to them. I know. You're not going to stress them out by bringing it up because just like my daughter in the Starbucks drive-thru line, She's heard this. She wants to know the information. I am her safe and trusted person. I am her helper. It's my responsibility to help her filter through all the things she's potentially running into. From NPR in someone else's car, to a news article, to a meme, to a flash briefing on Alexa. Okay, bring it up. Your kids need you to be the anchor and help filter through what you believe is important about this. Okay. Now I have a lot of age appropriate resources that are truthful and filter information in a kid friendly way. I have a comic book in the show notes from NPR. I have a brain pop video. If you've never seen Tim and Moby, This is a good time to be introduced to them. And then I have a Dr. Binox video from YouTube. All three of those are really good at expressing the facts and the science of what we know right now. And that will show your kids that you take them serious and that you're listening to them and they're safe to bring you questions. Don't blow them off and tell them they don't have to worry about it. Meet them where they are. There's a lot of things that are going on right now. 
And I have a lot of links in the show notes today. I have links from my favorite Dr. Tina Bryson, and she talks about being safe, seen, and secure, and how to soothe our kids during this high-stress time. There's an article about it from a pediatrician, Dr. Song. The New York Times has articles about how to talk to kids and how to talk to teens, and it's different, right? But be their helper. Your kids need to talk about it. And the World Health Organization even has these amazing infographics about how to manage stress in this time period for both kids and adults. So go check all the show notes. I don't want to blabber on about it, but there's resources and you can talk about this virus with your kids without being a fear monger, okay? You don't have to be afraid. Your kids don't have to be afraid. Just talk about it together. Now, step two, okay, is when you talk about the virus, you're going to naturally have the opportunity to do my favorite thing, which is science. (laughs) You're going to get to learn about how germs are spread and transmitted And I have three hands-on activities that you can do with your family, okay? Step one would be the potato germ machine where you slice potatoes, you peel potatoes, and you have that raw potato. And with unclean hands, you manhandle the potato and then you put it in a safe place in a Ziploc bag and you watch what grows on that potato, okay? It's a really cheap way to make a Petri dish, okay? Number two, I want you to mix lotion and glitter together in a bowl and then rub that lotion and glitter on your hands. This will be a good example of how germs spread. Put that glitter lotion on one person and see how much glitter you can find around your house. Have them wash their hands. And then keep touching things for like an hour. They will be amazed by how much germs spread and how quickly they can spread. Glitter is the most effective way to demonstrate how germs spread because they are tiny things that are easy to spot on your hands. It's easy to replicate. Third, you could watch the video. I know the coronavirus Right now, it doesn't seem like it involves sneezing to spread the virus, but Mythbusters did a video testing sneezes and how viruses with sneezes get transferred. So you can watch that Mythbusters video and talk about it. Those are all in the show notes. So once you are aware of how amazing germs can spread, Then it's time to talk about going back to basics. The coronavirus is going to be a really helpful tool for your family if you use it the right way. Like this hyped upness is the perfect time to reassess your family's hygiene habits. Have you been washing your hands for 20 seconds? Right? Like my favorite meme I saw today was wash your hands like you've just chopped jalapenos and you need to change your contacts. Normally, 
we live in such a fast-paced rush world that we've stepped away from washing our hands for 20 seconds. Now, the CDC actually says there's five steps to a perfect hand washing. I'm going to run through them really fast right now. Step one, wet your hands with clean running water and apply soap. Step two, lather your hands by rubbing them together with the soap. Okay, don't forget the backs of your hands and in between your fingers and under your nails. Step three, scrub your hands for at least 20 seconds. There are many songs you can pick to help you get to that 20 second point. Step four, rinse your hands well under clean running water. And step five, dry your hands using a clean towel or air dry them. Now I mentioned that you can use a song to help you. Some people say to sing happy birthday or twinkle twinkle little star or the ABC song because they're all the same tune. But I have some other ideas for you that are in the show notes. You can sing this song like the soap on your hands go sud, 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 sud. The soap on your hands go sud, 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 and germs go down the drain. Sing that twice, you're at 20 seconds. Or if you've got bigger kids, here's a really great idea. Have them write the names of songs on popsicle sticks and put them in a jar so that every day you can have a new song to sing to while washing your hands. Like I know that the Lizzo chorus for one of her songs, Soulmate, I think, is 20 seconds. Great. The chorus for Purple Rain, also 20 seconds. Mambo 5 with all those girls' names, 20 seconds. Use this. Another idea to make hand washing more fun is to have a bubble contest. When you're washing your hands side by side, see who can lather up the biggest bubbles while you're washing your hands. So number two, to get back to health basics, use hand sanitizer when you're leaving someplace. When you are leaving a school, leaving church, leaving a grocery store, when you get into your car, it's probably a good idea right now to use hand sanitizer. When you come back into your house, wash your hands with soap and water. And when you're using that hand sanitizer, don't forget number three is to wash the high frequency things. So we wash our hands, but then we don't wipe down our cell phones. So we need to be aware of all the things we touch repeatedly and wash them and disinfect them as much as we can. And while we're talking about things we touch frequently, this is when we need to remind our kids that it's not a good idea to pick your nose or to touch your eyes or have your fingers in your mouth. All those things are not great hygiene strategies. Number five, to get back to basics, sleep. We all are going to need a little bit more sleep to keep our immune system ready for either this or the normal flu or a cold. Whatever it is, your body does better when you get good sleep. Number six, have a healthy diet. 
you know, fruits, vegetables, lean proteins, stay away from extra sugar. The things that you know will help you feel strong as a body. Number seven, don't forget to exercise every day. Even if your school or your work ends up needing to make you stay home, because there are definitely some places that are going to be shutting down to help stop the spread of these viruses, exercise. Your body will do better. You'll mentally do better and your immune system will stay stronger. And number eight, when you cough, cough into your elbow If you can, like keep it in the same spot. But if you're not having a good time coughing into that elbow, like if you haven't perfected that vampire cough with your kids, use a Kleenex to capture that cough. Um, It's going to be really important because when you're moving around, the viruses can shake up and potentially, they say, come off your clothing and like go infect someone else. So be aware of how you cough and how those germs are spread. Number nine, remember that we don't all need to be BFFs. And one of the ways that we can have back to basics hygiene, right, is give people personal space and maybe not shake everyone's hands. Fist bumps, jazz hands, an excited wave, Um, elbow taps, something that we don't need to always touch everyone or everything. Okay, so we've gone through two parts of what I wanted to talk about today. The last part, I kind of just touched on it, was what to do if your town needs to shut things down for a little bit. Like I know that there are schools in the greater Seattle area that are going to be closing to try to help prevent the spread of this virus. What do you do? Do you have enough art supplies to keep your kids busy? Do you have enough cleaning supplies? And this isn't to cause panic. This is just so as a family, you can feel like you're working together to be a helper. If someone in your house has a fever, be prepared to stay home. And you're staying home out of responsibility, I hope, for other people. Because I don't know who around me is really immunocompromised. I don't know that someone I love and want to hang out at a park with also has their grandmother living with them, which is high risk. So we all need to take care of each other and be aware of our symptoms and do the smart thing by saying no and canceling plans if you start to show up with any sort of flu or coronavirus symptoms. This is a hard topic to talk to our kids about because we don't know what's actually happening. There's so many unknowns and our kids can pick up on that. But we can use this as a learning opportunity to get back to basics. So your self-care activity for this week, because gosh darn it, we're going to end it like a normal week, is to go buy your favorite hand soap in smells that you like. This is the time to splurge on the hand soap that you enjoy. Okay? 
Don't save it for a party and house guests. Use it. Keep yourself well. Your family needs you. And then for your kids, the family play idea this week is to do one of those science experiments that I talked about. Use the glitter lotion, do potatoes on dirty hands. Just teach your kids about viruses. This is a really cool time to be alive. These opportunities are amazing learning opportunities. Also, you can make that jar of things to talk about while you're washing your hands. You can work on memorizing things that are 20 seconds long. Famous quotes from Shakespeare, speeches from President Lincoln, song lyrics, all the things you could learn. Just think about it. What a gift this could be for your family. If you need more, if you can tell your kids are feeling nervous and want to learn more about germs, I have some books in the show notes too, picture books and a board book. And I have a couple, um, I have a video idea from Netflix. You could break out some Mrs. Frizzle or Sip the Science Kid or Bill Nye. There are a lot of choices out there. But what you need to know is that you're the right parent for your kids and that your kid is the right kid for you and that together you can figure out how you're both feeling and you can all feel safe and soothed during this what seems to be pretty high stress time if you look at the news. You've got this. You're a great parent. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to share this podcast with other people. And if you want to, you can continue the conversation with me by heading over to Instagram and finding me at Everyday Runner Christy or by sending me an email. All of that information is in the show notes. Have a great day. Bye, guys. Bye.